Hey everyone, it's Joe Batanz. I decided to decide to talk over it right now. Here in, in a very professional way with AfterBuzz TV's Jay Ellis. Hello, AfterBuzz TV's Jay Ellis. Hello, Joe Batanz. Good and welcome. Thank you, everybody. This is a very, very special episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Today is Monday, November 19th, and we, this is what the reason that you don't usually ever say the date, but for some reason, uh, my boss, Patreon, has told me that today is the day that we thank you, the patrons, for being so supportive of us and giving Patreon 25% or whatever I make for doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> But anyway, we do thank you. I thank you. Uh, and uh, so we're doing this very special episode with AfterBuzz TV's JLs, which, by the way, this was his idea, what we're going to do right now, what we're doing right now. And, and uh, Jay, before we, you say a goddamn word, I want to say this. I want to take this very seriously. I want to treat this the way you would really deconstruct something. But what, what, what Jay's idea was, and I like this idea, is that we're going to take the All-Stars 2 classic... Uh, group number. Uh, now, this is where the debate comes. We're gonna, this is gonna be the first topic. Read you wrote you or read you wrote you. Either one. We're gonna deconstruct it, and I, we're gonna talk about the, the mechanics of that right now in a second. But hello, AfterBuzz TV's JLS. Do you say read you wrote you or read you wrote you? In conversation, I say. Oh, hi. By the way, hello. Um, <laughs> read you wrote you is how I always say it. But then you, I think, brought up something that made me think. That it's Reggie wrote you. Oh, because of the tense? Because of the tense, yeah. So wrote would indicate that it was past tense. So read you. And then even in the song, she goes, Reggie wrote you. So it's oh, like, does she? Is that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that might be a big. <laughs> that, might... <laughs> that, that might be what the song is called, <laughs> but I'm not 100% on it. Well, well, it, it, but in your defense, I was going to say, I wouldn't look to RuPaul's Drag Race for proper grammar since the way they call everybody to the TV is she done already done had hers is. So right. I don't know if they're necessarily all about, well, you know, Jay, there <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. We, we can't really use that as a good indication. But I mean, it, I think in the song she says, Reggie wrote you. Oh, <laughs> Okay, well, that might, well, we'll uncover that one during our deep deconstruction of right. uh, read you. I mean, sorry, read you wrote you. Uh, yeah. We will learn all. <laughs> will, I like that was your second clue, by the way. Your second clue was yeah. The, the first thing that tipped me off is maybe the tense, and then the second thing is that it's actually used in the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, I do want to say real yeah. quick for the Patreon thing that you were talking before we even started hitting record how much you appreciate everybody who listens because as rabbit of fans they are of Drag Race, the actual show. You said that they're, it's such a good community that listens to the podcast and supports you guys. So I want to say thank you so much for letting me be a part of that every once in a while. And you guys have amazing listeners and fans. I want to thank you because I didn't say anything like that, but you, you are oh. good at this. And you know, you know, Joe, you shouldn't really be talking shit about this thing you're doing. So I'm going to save you and make up a conversation that didn't happen. The closest I came was I was talking about how much I love when there are fans who know more about our show than they do at RuPaul's Drag Race. Because I'm an artist. It's just how invested they are, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I like how they're investing this money, too. And that's why they are here. And this is why we love them. And we have a very active chat room right now. Thank you guys for being there. And uh, But, you know, Jay, one of the things everyone should know, I'm, I'm able to look at Jay Ellis right now. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, this reminds me, Jay, I want to talk about this before I say anything. 
What does it feel like to be like one of the big thirst traps in the RuPaul's Drag Race universe? I don't think that Cameron Michaels took my position gladly. <laughs> what did uh, you say? No, because it, this you posted some fucked a picture the other day, and this the the what's the name of the guy you're friendly with uh, on the pit crew? Jason oh, J. Jason. Carter. Yeah, Jason yeah. J. Carter. He was like the emoji with the heart eyes. Uh, <laughs> And it's just like you, just like, oh, this? He's very sweet to me. Jason is, I have to say, for one of, he's always one of the first ones. When I first started with AfterBuzz, he was very welcoming to me. And he is always willing to do a really good interview. He's the nicest guy. Um, He really knows the show inside and out. And um, we've actually become really good friends. But yeah, he's, we like to comment on each other's pictures. He's a really nice guy. Now, you know, you just mentioned AfterBuzz TV. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but you are a regular on AfterBuzz TV, right? AfterBuzz TV's JLS? <laughs> That's correct. It's part of my name. How can I not be? Yeah. Uh, you ever, yeah, that was his name before he worked there. But, you know, Jay, one of your co-hosts on there, a former co-host, I don't even know what his thing is or her thing is now currently. But Lorraine Love, Mark, uh, well, I can't remember her last name. Mark Freeman. J. Freeman. Yeah. Is... He, Lorraine Love is one of your co-hosts, and she recently performed in drag, and you invited me to go, and that was very generous of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather cut my own eyeballs out than go to West Hollywood on a Tuesday night or whatever at 11 oh, o'clock, but um, yeah. tell us about that experience. What was it like seeing Lorraine Love? Have you, had you ever seen her perform in drag before? So Lorraine has shown up to uh, record in drag. So I've met Lorraine, and then she's been in the studio, I think, two or three times with me. And um, this is my first time seeing her actually perform live, which was very exciting. It was at uh, Morgan McMichael's show, Mickey's, uh, Showgirls at Mickey's. And there was a lot of the Drag Race girls on the ballot. What's the word? On the bill. Uh (laughs) Not on the ballot. We voted for them, and they all showed up. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, and Lorraine well, was, was Lorraine has been very friendly with Morgan since the beginning of her drag career. I think okay. she even started before Morgan and okay. introduced Morgan to some of the people at Mickey's. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, Lorraine's history is kind of wild because she knew all the, she knows most of the drag race contestants who have mm-hmm. performed over in West Hollywood. Um, so she did a number, I only stayed for one number because like you, I am not a huge West Hollywood goer and I was exhausted. So by the mm-hmm. time Lorraine hit the stage at 11.15, uh, she did This Is Us, which I think is from The Greatest Showman. Oh, God. Um, it, or, I, I, I might be wrong. I know that the show, the song was from The Greatest Showman, but I don't know if it was This Is Us. But it was a very fun, it started off kind of slow and then built into this really crazy, It's the like, one that did the song. Oscars, right? With the big fat pig who did the, at the Oscars? Who? <laughs> you know they you, did, you know they did the, 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 um, the Oscars? I know them, yeah. Yeah, is it this song right here? Let me see here. With the big fat girl with the beard. You know, I just read an article about this greatest showman. It's gonna, I'll talk over one place. Okay. Not a this, one. To this is the it, dark. yeah. Did Lorraine have a beard? <laughs> not intentionally. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, she looks great. And her name's Sheila. Uh, <laughs> it was a very Willem shade. Yeah. No, this is the song, though, because I think it builds. I, I'm pretty sure it's the right one. I've never seen the show, but uh, it builds into, like, this really fun rock number. And then um, she made money. I saw her making a lot of money. And a lot of people from AfterBuzz were there to support Lorraine. Oh, really? That's, that's fun. Yeah. It was a little reunion for some of us. Uh, who, who did you see there that we know? Uh, uh, Oliver from the new Drag Race panel was there. I bumped into him. Um, you know Grant was there. Tony Moore and... Um, 
I think that's it, actually, that I that I recognize. Oh, but none, but I know nobody that from your panel that you knew, like not, uh, Jackie B one two three or one two three Jackie B. And what about um, Kenny? Kenny, Kenny and Jackie did not go, and I don't think Ronnie was there either. I may have missed them, but I don't think that they were able to go. Well, because they're like me, and they're like, oh god. First of all, they know, even though the show says it starts at like ten thirty or eleven, it doesn't. It it did not, but yeah. it's okay. Like we were we were chatting, so that's okay. Who were the drag race girls that were there? Uh, there was, well, obviously Morgan. She opens the show and she did a great number. I think by Salt and Pepper. Um, Pandora Box was there. Jiggly Caliente and Jessica Wild, I think, were the the drag race girls. And then there was two other. Um, one of them was Morgan's drag daughter, whose name I can't remember. It's something like something Beyonce. There's okay. there's a Beyonce in there. Joe Beyonce. <laughs> Joe Beyonce. Uh, I, I'd have to look up her name. And then there was another uh, one besides Lorraine. I don't remember. Was she a big hit? It it was huge. It was was amazing. She came out looking great. She had like a great corset on and a red dress. I think there's pictures of Holly up at Mickey's, and I'm pretty sure that Mickey's films every uh, performance. So if you want to watch it, it's there. Does she do death drops and all that jazz? Uh, Lorraine does not. Lorraine just does a lot of high energy, like uh, fist pumps up in the air, and there was like a lot of jumping. They have stairs that she like leapt up. It was very impressive to do in heels. Yeah. At any point, did you say, is she going to jump from there? <laughs> I said it a lot, actually. Did you really? Um, yeah. <laughs> Nobody was listening to me, oh, but I'm okay, just whispering okay. it to myself. Uh, I want to speak about Mickey's, too. Have, I, of course, you've seen the Mayhem Miller at Mickey's performance with the eyes. No. Oh my gosh, Joe, how are you missing this meme? There's a meme of Mayhem Miller going around that people are just loving. I will send you examples, but it is so funny. Mayhem has become one of the biggest names in Drag Race now because of this meme. Oh, really? Yes, you need to, they're, and they're funny too. People are like going out of their way to make this thing happen. I'm, I'm, I I feel like you have seen this, but you just may not have known. Hmm. Now, after, after Buzz TV's Jay Ellis, one of the things we were going to, you know, I was going to go into first was how you and I are actually seeing each other as we speak right now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you're in your new place. You moved across town. I'm not going to yes. announce the city, but you moved across town, and uh-huh. now you live with your boyfriend. Will you share with us, please, what it's like to live with your boyfriend? Any okay? Give us the headline first. How is how is it? It's really good. It's my first time ever. This is actually like one of my first serious relationships I've ever had, and we've been dating for a little over two years now. And <clears throat> the decision came up where we were like. It makes sense. We like each other. <laughs> we may as well move in together. And mm-hmm. so we got a place that is probably bigger than we needed it to be. But we really like living together. And it's been amazing so far. Mm-hmm. Have there been any cabin fever moments, though? Not at all. Well, not on my end. I don't know about him. Maybe I'm annoying him to all end. But well, he's he also the kind me. of person that wouldn't tell you. Yeah, he would just like <laughs> secretly sit there and stew. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah. You know him. You know how he is. So, yeah. But no, I, I think it's actually going really great. Yeah, you know, at my birthday a couple of years ago, After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis and his boyfriend came to this event, and there was a person there named John, who... How would you describe John, Jay? This story, I can't... John, John is a straight guy who, if you if he was, like, at a gay bar, he would just be, like, in it. He would oh, be so yeah. happy. Yeah, he would like, be. He's that kind of guy where he's just so comfortable with who he is, and he's very opinionated, I guess yeah. is a good way, but I love that. And then the guy, you know, hung out with us. And then we were alone, Jay, his boyfriend, and I. And <laughs> Jay's boyfriend just went, I hate that man. 
<laughs> literally in that tone and just out of nowhere i feel like there was like a lull in the conversation and it yeah. was like oh yeah. okay did you pick up on that at all because it's your boyfriend um well i mean there was some things that john was saying that i was like okay i could see paul kind of just like oh whoops uh paul going into his feelings a little bit but it was um he, i don't think he meant it as a he would want to hurt the guy i think he was just like what he didn't understand his humor which well it was a lot of picking on paul it was but that's that's it's didn't what he games made, do. Didn't make paul do push-ups or something <laughs> he wanted us to do a push-up competition <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. then he also told Paul, he asked Paul what his ethnicity ethnicity was. And one of the things that Paul said was that he was Asian. Like, he, yeah, he's Japanese uh, and Hawaiian, I guess. Is. Yeah. And uh, John was like, you can't be Japanese. You have too much hair in your legs. And that like really offended. <laughs> yeah, that that was the one that did it in. And like to me, that's very funny. But then he was like, remember how interested John was about what reading is? And he's like, well, how would you read somebody? Like he just wanted to know all this stuff. So he was just reading the room down. Without even knowing it. Yeah, he didn't even realize he was doing it. Well, you know, actually, Jay Ellis, that is a great transition into today's topic, which yeah. is today you and I, and I think I, I was actually thinking if this goes well, which I predict it will with me and you, we should do some of the other big hits. You know, we should do, because I was actually, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I thought there's this woman, I don't want to say her name, I don't want to get her in trouble, I don't want to crowd out her scene or anything like that. She makes very, very, very good um, basically karaoke versions of these songs. That's where I get them a lot of times. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, are they perfect? No, but they're the ones that exist. And I just saw that she recently did um this one right here. Where would that be? It's right here. And so I, you know, I don't want to say too much. Actually, I'll tell you off the air. But I really liked. Uh, th- I thought this was a pretty good job here. But I got to figure it out. But here, here's okay. this one. Drag up your life. Oh, wait, this is the real one. Drag. Who's drag up your life? So maybe, so maybe we can break this down at some point. Yeah. Well, my my idea for this was because, like you said, I I wanted to record something with you, and I'm happy that we were able to make it happen. But this is kind of the first end challenge where I've been like, you can see the potential of each of these queens. Like obviously, Alaska Detox, Katyan, Roxy. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, I think they saw how big of a success this was because they've used this format in the past or something very similar to this mm-hmm. in in future challenges well you know i'm very i shouldn't say lucky i just was uh i guess lucky in that i chose for whatever reason uh for the all-stars 2 finale to go to precinct for the crowning so i was there when alaska was there and trixie and we should have known alaska was going to win because at the very last minute detox katya and uh Lee roxy was never going to be there they dropped out oh okay yeah and um but trixie was there and she uh, crowned Alaska, which is weird, because then she would later go on to win uh, the crown herself. Mm-hmm. But um, I was there and saw the precinct crowd react to Red You Wrote You, and they fucking ate that shit up. Oh, my God. They loved it. They went ape, sh- ape shit for it. So, Can I ask you, just before we get into the actual thing, was there a section that they preferred? Because I went through the comment section earlier, or last night, actually, just to kind of see what the, the vibe was in the comment section of what people were saying per each section. You know, I just, if I remember correctly, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to that, but if I remember correctly, um, Alaska, I think she was the first one, got the biggest reaction. But as we know, the most iconic one has come to be Roxy Andrews' verse. 
you for know, better or for worse. For better yeah. or for worse, it become to me the most iconic version. So, okay, so why don't we? So, how do you? Let me ask you this question: How do you want to do? Do you want to let the verse play? Yeah. Okay, and then we'll stop, or you don't want to stop it at certain points. I see. We let the whole like the whole Alaska verse play. And then we just kind of break down maybe what she was talking about and her ability for like wordplay and kind of what she came up with or, you know, references kind of pick it apart. Okay, here we go. So why don't we, I'm just going to start the song. I'll, I'll start it low and then I'll raise the volume when we get to Alaska. Cause there's a lot of like bullshit in the beginning okay. uh, of introducing the song. Oh, that's the wrong song. Here we go. <laughs> Not that song. Here we go. So here we go. This is the beginning of this song. Now, does this song exist in the universe outside of this number? I, I can tell you a little bit about that. Okay. Let's talk about it after this verse. But, like, oh, I think you have some time. Is it a long story? Um, I have a little bit. Of, so, the guy who wrote, who helped oh, wait, write is this. Is it right here? Hey, girls, my name's Alaska. I got a tiny little question to ask ya. Who's that bitch that's on the top? Oh, wait, that's me. Hey, pork chop. You're born naked, the rest is drag. But your face just needs a paper bag. Give me a challenge and I'll crush you all. Changing the game like my name's RuPaul. Line them up, front to back. I'm sending bitches home like a heart attack. Mess with me and you'll wind up in a casket. I'm Dorothy, your total. Get in the basket! I'll read you down beneath the ground. Could you hold my purse while I snatch the crown? Legacy, remember my name. Cause you're gonna see me hanging in the hall of fame. All right. What were you going to say about the song? We'll get into this. Yeah. So um, I actually know the guy who produced and helped write on this one. His name mm-hmm. is Ellis Maya. Yeah. Um, he works. He's a DJ downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, he was telling me that the original idea for this was to be a pop song, like a very poppy, uh, no rap, no, like it was just going to be a slowed down version mm-hmm. of something like this. And then he was talking with RuPaul and said, we got to get something that's a little bit more zippy mm-hmm. and a little bit more fun and a little bit more fast paced. So they went this more, uh, smooth and rap version style. So I know that it was originally going to be something else, and then they changed it kind of last minute. But it's not like Kitty Girl or American, where those songs existed already, and then they adapted it for the girls. Right. I think this was written specifically for the All-Stars Challenge. I oh, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this was written for this challenge. So doesn't that, So you just said you know the guy who produced this number, correct? Yes. yes. And so you couldn't ask him, is it Red You Wrote You or Read You Wrote You? <laughs> brings me to number three of why I think it's French. <laughs> you know, I actually could, I, I will, now this has become a mystery that I didn't think I really cared about as much as I do, but yes, I will, I will reach out to him and find out for sure. All right. Very good. Now, uh, now what are your initial thoughts on the Alaska verse? Okay. So I'm going to go through the whole thing. So when Alaska first came out in the blue and just that set her apart for me automatically, like she looks like nobody else on the entire stage, which was, I thought, really smart at the time because you're looking at these four contestants and a lot your eyes going to go to Alaska because you're like, why is she blue and in like a, a black kind of leather suit? It, it was a really good look. Mm-hmm. And then she started up with her her whole verse. And I thought that it was smart because she includes references to the show. Mm-hmm. She talks about how she's going to be on top. And she also it references RuPaul changing the game, like my name's RuPaul. And RuPaul loves nothing more yeah. than RuPaul being told that she is the best yeah. thing, like a legacy kind of thing. Very Trumpian of her. It, it, I mean, I don't want to say it like that, but Ru just, you could tell that Ru loves when her own success is kind of applauded. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that overall, Alaska was a very strong start to the song. And I don't know how they decided the order of who was going to go first, but I, this kind of really put me into it 
where I was like, oh man, Alaska just won me over with this whole look. Um, her choreography to me, it, like watching back the video, mm-hmm. is fine. Like they don't, I don't think they gave her anything too complicated. And I kind of have thoughts about this as we go forward because we're going to notice that a lot of the other queens have props that they give them mm-hmm. to include with their choreography. And with Alaska, we don't see that that much. Now, I think maybe this is the way I work. I think I'm going to replay the verse and then I'm going to okay. stop at key moments. Right. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. By the way, hashtag thank you, patrons. This is a surprise episode for just for you guys. So thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon, even though JLS is not on the show. All right. Here we go. I think I, think I just guessed where it was. Here we go. My name's Alaska. That's good enough. It, yeah, that's perfect. Is it? All right, here yeah. we go. I think that's hey, perfect. girls, my name's Alaska. I got a tiny little question to ask you. Now, right here, she's announcing what her name is and that she has a question for us. All right, so let's hear what this question is, okay? That bitch that's on the top. Oh, wait, that's me. Hey, pork chop. Okay, so a couple of references here. One, she's referencing pork chop, which we know RuPaul likes to do every finale. She likes to, you know, to honor the first person to ever be uh, told to sashay away. She always mm-hmm. calls out pork chop. So she says a hello to pork chop. That's a very deep drag race reference. But I want to know why did she ask us a question and then answer the question herself? <laughs> That's part of the whole mystery of it all, JL. Because it rhymes with Alaska. Ask you. Oh, see, there you go. That's that's why you have that. Where'd you go to college again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. You're born naked, the rest is drag. That's a RuPaul quote. You're right. RuPaul <laughs> likes RuPaul references. Mm-hmm. Okay. But your face just needs a paper bag. Why is she insulting us? <laughs> she's a truth teller. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's speaking right to me. You know, she's like, uh, born naked, the rest, you're born naked, the rest is drag, which is sort of an uplifting comment. Mm-hmm. And, but your face just needs a paper bag. I don't know why she's reading it. Oh, because it's read you wrote you. She's reading us. That's what I'm, yes. Like, I think everything Alaska does is with a wink. Like, she she can read people, but I don't think she's ever had any real drama with queens. Like, I think that she is one of those people who rides that fine line of being able to insult you, but then do it with a wink or a smile where they're like, oh, God, Alaska's so good that, like, when your face needs a paper bag, like, that's just a good line. Because in comparison to me, she's like, I'm so beautiful. You know, your face needs a paper bag. I thought it's clever. Oh, really? I took it as you're born naked, the rest is drag. And she's saying, you're so ugly. All you really need, though, is a paper bag. <laughs> oh, that's cute, too. I yeah, like that, though. Here we go. Let's move on. Give me a challenge and I'll crush you all. Changing the game like my name's RuPaul. I- no, that's true. She did do very well this season, save for the makeover challenge. She I'll did PayPal do- you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll PayPal you $10,000. <laughs> that reference is not in there. But, um... But she did crush all the challenges, mm-hmm. you know, and she, I don't know if she necessarily changed the game like she's RuPaul. I think RuPaul legitimately changed the game. I think Ru, what Alaska was great at was taking RuPaul's legacy and extending it. But I don't know if necessarily she changed the game. Would you say Alaska's changed the game? I actually would. I would argue that, that I think that Alaska is one of the queens to come out of this that has been super successful and to create her own brand and name in something that... I personally hadn't seen in drag before where it's kind of that trash couture. Mm-hmm. And then um, just the attitude. I hadn't seen somebody who's so dedicated to this character. Like Alaska 
is that really drawn out mm-hmm. voice. And we know that that's not him. It's just mm-hmm. that's a, a character for Alaska. So it kind of brings Parkins back to those people who used to do these characters for for these people, kind of like yeah. a Pee Wee Herman or mm-hmm. Elvira, yeah. where the, the person is bigger than the actual actor playing them. Yeah, but I would still say that Alaska is such a student of drag that what she does is essentially an extension of existing drag properties. Like, even... Even the iconic hi that now RuPaul mm-hmm. seems to now taking on as her own. Right. Alaska took it from somebody else. She says she credits it. You uh-huh. know, I can't remember who it is, but she took it from another drag queen. I think Alaska is almost like kind of what people say about Tom Ford, but is an amazing drag curator. And so she can curate the culture of drag and then extend it uh, out. But I don't know necessarily she's changed the game. Oddly enough, I do think Sharon changed the game. Even oh, if, okay. there, if there were people before Sharon, she just by being a drag race and, and popular, popularizing that kind of drag, I think she did change the game. Um, I also think Bianca changed the game. Um, are there others that I'm missing? But I don't know if I want to necessarily say Alaska's changed the game. She's mastered the game. Mm-hmm. I think she mastered the game, but I don't know if she's changed the game. She's a student that- of the game. That is a good way to put it, because what you're telling me is that, or what it seems like you're saying is that she is so studied that it just comes out really clean and polished, but it may not be all original. Yeah, because you've seen people on the show, for instance, you've seen people on, on, when we know it, whenever there's a new season and they'll go like, oh, she's trying to be Sharon, or she's Mm -hmm. trying to be Bianca, or she's trying to be Jinx. So I would call Jinx a game changer, right? Yeah. You've seen that, but you don't ever see people going like, oh, she's just trying to be like Alaska. That's actually, I can't even think of another contestant who would compare to Alaska. Yeah, she's unique, but I think it's because she's mastered the game. She doesn't necessarily change the game. Anyway, okay. let's move on. Okay, I think this is a standard. She's just, she, she, that's the last line she wrote in the whole verse. Like, she just needed to fill that <laughs> hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clean them up front to back. Okay, here we go. Mess with me and you'll wind up in a casket. I'm Dorothy Yorchoto. Get in the basket! Now that's a weird line. Why is that? Why do you think she's just bringing in a gay Wizard of Oz reference here for no reason? Um, She's putting in a reference that everybody who knows this show would know what what she's talking about. Which is, to not jump to it, but Katya references two people, two names that you're just like, I don't get the joke. But Dorothy Toto, we know we know who these people are, and we know yeah, the so basket. And- I'm Dorothy. You're Toto. Get in the basket. But what does that mean? Because Dorothy wasn't mean to Toto, nor did she stuff Toto in a basket. I think it's like Dorothy took the lead, took control, and Toto was a follower. If I'm really breaking it down. But would you really say that's true? I feel like Toto didn't give a shit what Dorothy thought. She'd all jump out of the basket and run away and Dorothy's having to chase her. (laughs) I think it was more of a clever uh, word, like a a reference for everybody to understand. All right. And she had to rhyme casket with basket. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Beneath the ground, could you hold my purse while I snatch the crown? Legacy, remember my name, cause you're gonna see me hanging in the hall of Okay, so the rest of it's just like typical like uh, rap style bragging, right? And see those those last three lines uh-huh. are my favorite of her verse. Oh really? Yes, because I think it's smart of her to just say, look, give me like 
hold my purse while I snatch the crown. Legacy, remember my name, because you're going to see me hanging in the Hall of Fame. I think it's so smart when the contestants just flat out say, look, give me this. And this actually harkens back to her season five final runway where she's like, she was the only one who actually said, I'm the one who deserves this. And these are, this is why the other two, or yeah, it was the other two do not deserve it. Do you remember she kind of went in? Yeah. And I like that about Alaska. I like that she is confident enough to say, I'm, I want this legacy. I want this name. I know the history of the show. I've studied it. I know this universe, like make me a part of this legacy. That's the one thing you could say about Alaska. She is one of the world's biggest fans of the show and admits to it. So, uh, all right, let's move on. The one thing I will ask you when she does the whole, and she does this a lot, the Hall of Fame, what are are your thoughts on that, doing that stuff? That's her style. And I know that her and Detox kind of came into this having had recorded things before. Mm -hmm. Like they they have put out songs before. So I think that it was a distinguishing style. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's a very Alaska thing to do. All right, let's move on now. So the next verse, I believe, is Detox, right? Yes. Okay, so we're going to listen to the whole verse once. You'll give your thoughts, and then I'll break it down again. I don't mind breaking it down with you. Well, let's just listen through it once. I've been read. So you don't want to give your first thoughts. We're going to take it back and we're going to like, uh, we're going to just break it down. So we heard the verse once there. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's go back to the beginning. I have thoughts on this verse. Actually. Okay. Okay. Good. Here we go. Very strong thoughts on this verse. Here we go. Detox coming at you with a slow burst. I'm a feeder up. I had to shut it down first. Detox coming at you with the slow verse. What's the next line? I'm going to speed it up. I had to shut it down first. Okay. What are your thoughts on that line? Well, I think that part of the challenge was they had to incorporate their name at some part of the song. So I think that Detox and Alaska both did the smart thing. And actually, Katya did it. Well, they all did it in their first line. Um, it's it's fun because she's saying, she's basically predicting that when she gets to the, you see me, Shannon, I'm trying to take this prime time. Like, I mean, that's faster than we hear any of the other queens going. So she's like, hey, preparing you. This is going to be the slow part, but I'm going to speed it up. But just get ready for a killer breakdown. Well, I also think it's a... I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to tip my hand here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually think this is the, the best written verse on the whole track. I think it's the most... Uh, it could actually legit be a verse in a real pop song. Okay. So, I mean, 100% agree. Yeah. And what she does that's really clever, and I think the first time we're seeing it, is she's reading us, but she never directly reads us. She doesn't say, your face needs a paper bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems, and it seems to be that she's calling out her critics specifically that we'll hear. So, but, so even here, she's not saying, you're stupid. 
she's just saying, I need to slow it down for you first, right? Because yeah. you, you're too, not, she doesn't say you're too stupid to understand it, but the implication is that the person listening, her critics, are too stupid. She's just so above everybody that yeah. they can't even get what she's saying. So she has to slow it down for them. Okay, here we go. Let's move on. Killing bitches so hard, need a pink purse. I ain't saying I'm the best, but I ain't the worst. You- now, this is a weird line. Mm-hmm. Killing bitches so hard, they need a pink purse. Is that what she says? A pink hearse, yes. Yeah. Which is okay, nice line. You have any thoughts on that line? Um, it's cute that she made it a pink hearse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then she says, not saying I'm the best, but I ain't the worst. Now that's a weird line. Mm-hmm. Because all later on she contradicts that. But I'm not saying I'm the best, but I ain't the worst. If you're trying to snatch the crown, why you should be saying I am the best. That's what Alaska did. Alaska was like, you know, full on like I'm the best one. Legacy, remember my name because you're going to see me hanging in the Hall of Fame. Where Detox opens up with, like, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I'm not the worst. I'm going to give a crown to the, per- I want to give the crown to the best person. Right. Why would I mm-hmm. give a crown to the person who's in the middle? And this might be like a false modesty, but I agree. I kind of think that with what we know about Detox, always doing the, the miming, like, put a crown on it, like, yeah. give me the crown. I kind of wish that this line was tweaked a little bit saying, I'm the best bitch. I ain't the worst. Or like, yes. you know, there, I, I wish yes. there was a little bit of a tweak to that line to make it just be a little bit more pompous. I would have liked that from detox. Well, it would have been funny, but she wouldn't have done this because it's basically Rulaska talks was on the panel. Was to actually call out who the worst is. Lopsy. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That, that, that would have been a great alternate line. Now let's move on here. Okay, I'm gonna have to pull up her lyrics actually. I, I can read it while you're doing that. Oh, you have you okay. Shining, yeah, you see me shining. I'm trying to take this prime time. I see you whining and crying. Take that to lifetime. That's a really good. That's a really good little it, couplet there. It's great. It's so good, and I love the. I love the pace of those two line readings. It's mm-hmm. so fast and fun, but. Um, you see me shine and I'm trying to take this prime time. Like, I like that she's showing, like, I'm growing, I'm building. You see me trying, I'm going to, I'm going to take this. I'm going to do it. And then you see me, Ryan, uh, I see you whining and crying. Take that to lifetime. I think that's such a good line. Yeah. And, and it's two TV references, right? We know what that yeah. means. But they're not using them in the on the nose kind of way. Prime time meaning you are the best. You're ready for prime time. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're ready for the, the the part where everybody watches it. But then lifetime, that the joke implicit there is, um, you know, you're a big crybaby, and Lifetime is a channel for those crybaby movies. So mm-hmm. you're crying, take it to Lifetime. It's a yeah. great line, and, and, it's, and it's what's funny is buried in the verse. It's not like she's not even like like putting it out there like this is the best line in the verse. This it's just buried in there. It's a blink and you miss it kind of thing because you you couldn't even you probably can't even pick it up on the first time that you're listening to it, but it is it's a really good rhyme and reference to TV like what you said. Yeah, here we go. So epic that is poetic, I spit it on a dime. I'm ready, you look pathetic with that nurse rhyme. Okay. You want me to read it one more yeah, time? Yeah. That's she 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 spits her flow so fast, Jay. I gotta <laughs> She got that flow? Yeah. Okay, so it's so epic that it's poetic. I spit it on a dime. On Reddit, you look pathetic with that nursery rhyme. So she I mean, this is kind of rare that we get queens talking about Reddit, first yeah. of all, because they know it's such a huge part of this show now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun that she's calling it point blank, like you you guys are probably talking about me on Reddit. Yes. So 
it's pathetic. Like why, why waste your time? Why are you even like, just, you know, don't be, don't pay attention to it. Oh, really? I have a different interpretation of that. Oh, what do you think it is? I think it's, say that line again. Just the Reddit one? Yeah. No, the whole, the line before that too. So, so epic that it's poetic. I spit it on a dime. On Reddit, you look pathetic with that nursery rhyme. Oh, okay. Okay. The way I initially interpreted it was that she's so big that they talk about her on Reddit and that the people who read about her on Reddit are the ones who are pathetic. Like, I'm doing this, and then Reddit's just reporting on it. But now that I hear it, it sounds like, and maybe this is repeating what you just said, is that she's so that she's so good at this that it's epic. It's poetic, mm-hmm. right? And then the people on Reddit, they're pathetic because, and the way she portrays that is she uses a nursing rhyme maybe it's like she's like i'm up in the upper echelon you are like little babies and all you can handle is a nursing rhyme while i'm writing this great poetry essentially it, this also could be referencing her music too because she said so epic it's poetic i spit it on a dime which yeah. spitting on a track is like you know you, you write yeah. really good mm-hmm. songs and then you look pathetic with that nursery rhyme like she's just saying like the songs these other verses that you're listening to they're not even going to compare to what i'm writing oh okay so it might be shade just to the other queens too that could be, but yeah, but it, but bringing in reference on uh, Reddit, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's such a great smart thing. All right, yeah, let's move on. Here we go. Okay. You can't stand me. I don't blame you. If you number one, I'm number two. Okay. You can't stand me. I don't blame you. All right. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Whatever. You're setting up. The, you're setting up the rhyme. Yeah. This is the part that doesn't make sense. If Rue's number one. I'm number two. So she brings in the RuPaul reference, but she just said, I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. Okay. So I have, this might be giving her something that she didn't think about, but I like this. You can't stand me. I don't blame you because I think after season five, like the whole laughing and everything, people maybe talked about that. But if Ru's number one, then she's saying, I am, I'm inching towards that crown, but I also kind of take it as I'm the shit. Like I'm number two. Yeah. Oh, like I'm the shit. Like, because when she gets lifted up, she goes, then I'm number two. And then she flips off. I I don't think they really showed in the video, which is kind of a bummer. And I might be missing it, but it kind of looks like she goes from holding up the number two to like a flip off to the panel. Mm -hmm. And I kind of always thought like, like I'm the shit kind of thing. Like, I don't know. That's how I took it, but it may be I'm giving it too many. I took it as like, okay, no one can be better than RuPaul. But if RuPaul's the best, I'm right below her. That's the way I yeah. interpret it as. But okay, there could right. be that double meaning, though, of I'm the shit. Yeah. You're right. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. All right. Okay. Let's move on. You disagree? Well, that's on you. I know the chalkboard. I smell it. That's on you. Okay. So you disagree. That's on you. Let's just yeah. actually stop there. Okay, yeah. I, you disagree. That's on you. Okay, that goes with the other one. All right. I think she's saying that she's just doing that rhyme scheme okay yeah eyes in the chalkboard which is a great visual reference this is there. this is iconic to me i think yes. this is probably one of the strongest parts of the whole exactly. song you're right it's the, one of the strongest parts of the whole and i think that's yeah you disagree that's on you eyes on the chalkboard which is a great visual picture to paint i'll mm-hmm. spell it out for you here we go I mean that that moment. I remember. I remember. In I do remember this at precinct when she did this. The place when she did the hold it dip. She did like she like squatted right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She goes deep. down into like a squat and like kind of throws her arms over her crotch, kind of with an X. Yeah. And then, the, oh, the precinct erupted in cheers. Like oh, they went ape shit when she did that, right? Um, As do the judges. The judges love. I mean, Rue especially, but the judges loved that moment. Yeah, and that's it. Probably the strongest moment of the song. And to be honest, like what you said, this whole verse to me detox. This if this was in a pop song, people would go bananas for yes. this part if they were dancing. Like anytime that there's spelling or like a pause in a song, you know that everybody knows that one part of that song at least. It's a very earwormy part. Yeah, and I think. I think that she knows that. I think she is a student of pop music, as we she, we know. She's like best friends with Kesha, and she's mm-hmm. told us many times. And right. I think she understands that. I think she yeah. understands that. All right, so let's move on. Naomi Campbell in these holes to the crown next. Naomi Campbell, what's the line actually? Naomi Campbelling the host, the host to the crown next, and then it goes into the. What does that mean? Course. So Naomi, I mean, everybody knows Naomi Campbell is a supermodel extraordinaire yeah. who kind of has been known for her bad behavior. And yeah. I think that she's just saying she's stomping the competition. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the one thing we didn't talk about is when Detox came out too, kind of like Alaska, her look was, do you know who Erica Jane is if I said that from Housewives? No, but I know people, I know the gays love her. Okay, so yeah, this is a person where if you look up a song called How Many Fucks, you're going to see this look on Erica Jane, which is the two long, the, the pigtails that are very long and a skirt with the, you know, the, I feel like Detox had a very pop look. And I mm-hmm. thought when she was doing her, the chairography, which this is kind of gets into it, they had the props. I thought this was a very sexy walk for Detox on those chairs. And I thought that her choreography was very fun to watch. Because when she's doing the D to the E to the T to the O to the hold at X, she's kind of doing this little like scoot across the stage. And it's very, very cute, very poppy. And I think that she just nailed the nailed the nail on the head. But but you know, you're speaking to something that's a big controversy on the show, which is she's doing the choreography from that uh, what was the name of that choreographer they had before they brought in T- Todrick Hall permanently? Oh, um, oh my gosh. I know who you're talking about, I just don't know his name. But he's the one Oh no, who- are you ta- are you talking about oh no. I thought you were thinking Candace Kane. No, 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 no. It wasn't Candace Kane. It was um, what was his name? Jamal? Yes. Jam- oh my gosh. Jamal What's Wilkes? His name? Yes, I know. You know what? I don't know off the top okay. of my head. Sorry. But anyway, he didn't he choreograph this, and he used to choreograph really good stuff for them. I mm-hmm. thought he was a stronger choreographer than Todrick. But um, anyway. But Todrick was on this panel, if I remember correctly. Yes, I haven't he watched was. the episode in a while. He yeah, was okay. He was on this panel. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here we go. Let's move on. So next we have Katya. Now, I saw some people in the chat room that they love the Katya verse. I have and I agree with Katya. them, too. Oh, you do? Yes. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But let's listen okay. to the whole thing once through. Here we go. Katya. You've been read. Oh, wait. We're going to go to the I'm the one. Yeah. I forgot a really long time in between each of these. I have a good story to tell you, by the way, off the air. But okay. when we're done. I'm trying to fill time right now, to be honest with you. But I do have a good story to tell you. Okay. All right, here we go. Katya. Here's the verse. Katya. 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 Katya.
red scare with the long blonde hair. Always keep them coming back for more. You a basic asshole, and it's your time to go. So, bitch, let me show you the door. Cause it's me who's getting laid, and I'm always getting paid. The only high class Russian whore. I'm a scorching hot mess in a skin tight dress. That's a rash, not a herpes sore. Lenin in the streets, Dostoevsky in the sheets. Baby, are you ready for this cold war? Katya all right let's go back here i believe it's around here let me make sure okay all right jay you ready to break this down i am yes all right here we go by the way does okay by the way now that you you know you live with your boyfriend on your own. Are you guys allowed to have loud sex as loud as you want? Is that kind of a new cool thing? But I, I can't see him being loud nor you. I imagine you guys have the quietest sex of all time. Where it's just like you can hear pin drops. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not hot at all. Yeah, it's just like, and then we just say, "Well, that was fun." <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay, go ahead. So her full name mm-hmm. in drag. Mm-hmm. I do think that that whisper is very sexy. I really like it. There's two things that I really like about the whole thing of Katya's verse, which is she stays in character mm-hmm. with the, the the Russian, you know, that, that very thick accent is put on. And I really like her tone because if you compare it to Detox, who kind of comes like, Detox coming at you with the... Like, it's very Detox kind of yelling mm-hmm. at us. Mm-hmm. I feel like Katya sticks with that whisper in character as Katya the entire verse, which is two things that I really appreciate. Now, I think this is her strongest line that we get in her whole verse, which yeah. is, but your dad just calls me Katya. I, I love that. I think it is so clever and cute. I agree with you. I think it's the strongest part. It is a very good part because, one, she's also teaching us, essentially, the proper pronunciation of her name. People struggle with it. You could always just go back to the song with how she wants her name said. But also, the yeah, the, your dad just calls me Katya. It's such like an old-timey street joke, but it's such a great – it so matches the character. It's, it's the strongest opening of all the verses. I'll say that. Agreed. It's yes. the strongest opening of all the verses. But let's go on. I'm the bright red scare with the long blonde hair. Always keep them coming back for more. You a basic asshole, and it's your time to go. So, bitch, let me show you the door. Okay, so run, run through those lines again. I'm the bright red scare with the long blonde hair. Always keep them coming back for more. You're a basic asshole, and it's your time to go. So, bitch, let me show you the door. All right, nice little rhyme scheme. Uh... It does seem. I mean, it's very simple, though. I mean, she does. She accomplishes a few basic things, right? She mm-hmm. reads uh, the other contestants, yes. you know, and she um, describes. She 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 you know hypes herself up. Yeah. But other than that, does she accomplish anything else there that you like? There's no clever wordplay, which is kind of what I'm missing from this verse, or at least these lines. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do like is that she's sticking again with her character that she has created as Katya, which is this mm-hmm. prostitute, which is always keep him coming back for more. Like, I really like the, the call to the, the Katya prostitute, you know, like that character. Cause it, it never leaves that zone for me. Mm-hmm. I like, I think she just is very aware of who she's writing for, mm-hmm. which is very fun. 
Um, but yeah, other than that, I think it's just a, a rhyme scheme to get her into the second half of the song or second half of her verse. All right, Jay Ellis. Well, let's move on. Let's listen to the next part of the song. Here we go. Because it's me who's getting lit and I'm always getting paid. The only high class Russian whore. Okay, so it's me who's getting paid. I'm the only one who's getting laid. The only high class Russian whore. Your thoughts on that? Uh, so she, again, she's sticking with the whole Russian theme. I like that that because it's her character. Um, but I mean, again, it's just kind of a, it, it's not reading anything. I think the the problem with this one, the the verse, I do like it. And I'm, I agree with people who do love the whole Katya verse just for like the, the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. But it's not fitting the theme of the song for me yet. Because it's me who's getting laid and I'm always getting paid. The only high class Russian whore. Like there's just no, no reading happening quite against the other contestants are saying why she's why she's the uh the best i mean it's i guess it's kind of implied but there's just mm-hmm. no there's no call to it as much as i was hoping yeah at least in this line it's me well because it, it's going back to that old well that's the thing that's that's the problem you run into i think essentially with katya is even with alaska even though it's a character I mean, it's it's not the character isn't limited by anything. I, I feel like Katya, Detox, and Roxy Andrews—they're just hyper-realized versions of themselves, even if they're not really that close. It's mm-hmm. a version of themselves. Whereas Katya feels like a character that you would come up with in the Groundlings or some sort of sketch group or improv group, you yeah. know. And I uh-huh. think so. How are you trying to sell that you are supposed to win this whole crown? By calling yourself, like, so all she can, in other words, how can you brag about yourself when you're bragging about a made-up character? Does that make sense? So, like, and so the character is this high-class Russian whore. How is that, like, I don't understand what she's selling here. It's what I'm saying. I think that it would, it fits her character in a different context. It's just in this song, this is not as strong as I've seen so far from Alaska and Detox. It's like I said, I really like her choreography that she had on stage and her voice that she's using, but it's mm-hmm. just the lyrics. If you, if you really break them down, mm-hmm. they're not saying much. They're not contributing much to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's move and on. It does change with, I think this next one, the, yeah. the next two, I think are actually, we'll, we'll find maybe a little bit of a change in that. All right. Here, let's, check, let's check it out. I'm a scorching hot mess in a skin tight dress. That's a rash, not a happy soul. Okay. See, this I'm is a, where, yeah, go ahead. Did, did you get that? Yeah, I'm a scorching hot mess in a skin tight dress. That's a rash, not a herpes sore. I mean, I just think it's very basic. I'll be honest with you. And for some reason, I don't know, I'm I'm grossed out by the the visual of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's meant to <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to be super into it. Yeah. Um, but she, again, it's that part of the brand where she's, you know, the the prostitute whore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually the next one I was thinking of, the Lennon in the Streets. So mm-hmm. this one, I don't really have much to say besides the fact that it's just a, uh, again, it's a, a call to the prostitution. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, very good. Let's move on. Lennon in the Streets, Dostoevsky in the Sheets, baby, are you ready for this Cold War? Katya All right. So Lenin in the streets, Dostoevsky in the sheets. Baby, are you ready for this Cold War? It's so, Dostoevsky. But, you know, what does oh, that mean, you. though? What? Go ahead. Oh, so this is what I was saying, that when when Alaska makes the reference to I'm Dorothy, you're Toto, bitch, get in the basket, and mm-hmm. Porkchop and RuPaul, these are references that the common audience goes, oh, that's fun, that's clever, I get it. Mm-hmm. These ones, 
like you have to look up who Vladimir Lenin is, mm-hmm. and I don't. What's the other one? Fyodor Dostoevsky. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know, like, one of them's an author. I, I, this is so long ago I did the research. I guess I could pull them up again. But do you mm-hmm. remember who they are? Dostoevsky was, is, like, a really, really, probably, like, their most famous author. Uh, and so if she's saying that he was, she wants to be him in the sheets, like, was he known for any kink or any kind no, of wildness? I don't think okay, so. Okay, so, so the call, that's what I'm saying, is, like, the reference doesn't make, I, think I, I always dropping... like that, I'm a lady in the streets, but, or, yeah, what is it? <laughs> Lady I love it in so the streets, it. isn't it horror? It, something in the sheets. Yeah, so you know, like that's a fun play to do, but that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't understand the reference here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, do, like I'm gonna do a quick scan of Dostoevsky's, like just you know, they give you the basic biography at the beginning of Wikipedia, mm-hmm. but um, but it, I think he's just like a basic. Uh, it author. says Russian novelist, short story writer, essayist, journalist, and philosopher. Yeah, but what does that have to do with him being in the sheets? That's what, like maybe that's what I'm saying is I didn't know the history, and I, I mean this article is so long that I don't think it's going to yeah. say that he was like really perverse in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. extra, wait, personal life, extramarital, extramarital affairs. Oh, okay. But I mean, to be honest with you, I think we're even giving Katya too much credit. I feel like she just wanted to put two very famous Russian names in the verse. Right. Yeah. You know, she wanted to put in Lenin, and then she put in Dostoevsky. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it necessarily mean anything. Okay, so so that's what I'm saying is that there there's just a disconnect for me for the lyrics versus what the challenge was. Like yeah. it's it's a very clever and stuff, but I think that um, I don't know. I think well, that there could have been there could have been room for improvement. What's funny is if the rest of the verse would have been super clever, I would have thought, okay, she did mean that. But the fact that there's no cleverness to the rest of the verse, I was like, meh. But do you? I do want to say, do you like the vibe of her her sound? Are you in, in the overall song? Do you like how she sounds? Yeah, she sounds fine. Just, she sounds okay. fine. She's to me like. If you're doing a scale of 1 to 10 and Roxy's a 1 and uh, Detox is a 10, she's the 5. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, she's fine. It's just the verse seems kind of basic and I wouldn't say lazy. I don't think it's lazy, but I don't think there's really anything clever to it. I think it's pretty obvious. It's pretty on the nose. Where we've seen Alaska and Detox are pretty clever. Like, Alaska's pretty clever with the drag race references and Detox is very clever with her flow and the writing of the actual verse, I feel Katya's is very basic and not very imaginative. Which it's I also think speaks to the experience that Alaska and Detox have writing songs and working with songs before. I don't think Katya has really come out of Drag Race releasing a bunch of singles or writing for people. Exactly. Now, Jay Thomas Plank in the chat room says Dostoevsky and Lenin were politically opposed. Okay. And maybe there's that there, but still, like I said, it's that same thing where, like, if the rest of the verse were clever, I would give Katya that. But I don't get the sense that Katya was beaten. She's not that clever in the rest of the verse. And all of a sudden, you're going to say, like, in the last verse, she drops this super clever line about that's really deep into, like, who was opposed to. I think it's just two Russian words, you know, and they worked in the verse and they, they worked in the in the in the rhyme scheme. Mm-hmm. So, and then what about baby are you ready for this cold war i mean again, cold wars is a very obvious red you know and then someone else mentioned red scare you know there's, there's very obvious uh russian references 
I don't. I don't yeah. think it's super clever. I don't think I. I and, and I'm not. I'm not even faulting her. I think she's sort of painted in a corner here because of. Um, she's painted in a corner because she has this character that she has to stick to, you know, of this Russian hooker, you know. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I can't emphasize enough that I like. How she looked, I like her, the fan choreography, and I mean, they were do, making her do the splits. Like, I think her physicality on the stage mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. It just, the, the lyrics, which is half the challenge, like, because they had to write their own lyrics and put it into the song. Mm-hmm. I think it just was, like what you said, painted into a corner and too much about her character as opposed to explaining to us why she she's earned this position. We're up into this whole point in the competition. Mm-hmm. She's been doing so great. And obviously she was one of the front runners. Like if it wasn't going to be Alaska, Katya was the one who I think should have had it. Mm-hmm. And um, just based on these lyrics alone, it just, the lyrics aren't doing it. When you really break it down, you kind of see the simplicity mm-hmm. of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on now. We're, now we're going to play the rest of this. We're going to play it with um, Roxy. Well, up to Roxy's verse. So, so far at this stage, who would you say your favorite verse is so far? Um, probably Detox. Okay, so, so far, this I, I don't know what your position on the, on I really don't, on the Roxy Andrews verse is, but uh, we're going to hear it right now. I mean, I have my very, very strong opinion of it, but okay. uh, I'm anxious to hear yours. And here we go. I think Roxy Andrews is right here, isn't it? It's one more, I'm the one. Oh, look at you, you know your... Uh, Red, you wrote you. I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. Was a bitch on season five. I'm gonna make it right. Give me a sewing challenge, and I'll give you what you like. I'm full of tricks, baby. Just like on Halloween. A room full of monsters, and it makes me wanna scream. I have to get a swipe, so you don't waste your time. Not like my comedy. I'm killing on this rhyme. I'm gonna show you what I can do. You're going crazy. And see into it's not my fault. You can't blame my game. All these other hoes, but they're all the same. Oh, chip told you. Now I'm now I rent ya. Now let's go back to where that line was. Now, what were your thoughts? If you can remember, what were your thoughts when you first heard the verse of Roxy Andrews? I truly, I don't even think I remember hearing the the lyrics my first time because just the voice alone, I was like, yikes. Like, this seems like they ran out of time or something and they just didn't help her out as much or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I, I have the lyrics pulled up now and I'm, I was reading along with them as she was singing it. And it's, there's some things in here that are kind oh, of crazy. we're going to analyze this for like 45 minutes. But the, the point is, you know, I remember when I first watched it, I was just very like, meh, bad lyric. And then as the as they started to do it at the live shows, you started to see videos, it, started, fans, it became iconic. And you started to really listen to it. And like, I probably know these lyrics more than I know any of the other lyrics. I think I, know, okay. I, think I know them almost by heart. Let me see here. You know what? Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can okay. do it. Um, hold on for a second. Do you want me to call you if you get something wrong or just let you go? Um... Let's see here. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you call it? Why don't you call it? Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna pull up. Um, karaoke version. The karaoke version here. Um, we'll just because they're they're all this. Oh no! I, I have to feel like I feel you have to do because they they put like a hiss 
over her um, track, I think, to improve it a little bit. So, like, a slight hiss over hers. Um, so, let me see here. i got to find it. Uh, here we go. Here it is. Okay, so I'm going to go over here. here to make it clear i know you love the baby i was wait, 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 you know i started doing the old uh when we did because we i did it for the show uh-huh so, let me try to get it here we go okay here we go i'm roxy anderson i'm here to make it clear i know you love me baby that's why i'm back this year is that right that was that's why you brought me here oh yeah. okay. see the problem is is i'm i wrote a fake lyric for the show and then I keep messing up with that. Okay. Wait, where is it? Oh, here we go. We're coming, we're coming to it. Here we go. Okay. I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. Well, the bitch of season five. Don't let me get it right. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, fuck. I thought I knew the lyric. I'm full of tricks, baby. Just like on Halloween. A room full of monsters, and it makes me want to scream. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. So let so let's actually break down the verse line by line. I I love this. I have now grown. I am a huge, gigantic, gigantic <laughs> fan of this. I am the world's biggest fan of this lyric. I just love but you, it. You like it ironically, right? Mm, it's not a like okay. So this is kind of like okay. So for me, this I'm going to talk about her look while you're pulling up the like getting the clip back to its spot. I'm here. Um, I'm there. I'm ready to go. Oh, you got it. Oh, okay. Well, can I give an overall just. Yeah, Based on her ahead. look, she was the only one who didn't come out in black. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like <laughs> her look was good. She had kind of like a J-Lo vibe with the the hair and mm-hmm. the bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then overall, I thought that her, her set was pretty fun where she has the books and she's doing the signing, like mm-hmm. writing the autographs and stuff. So I thought overall her performance was good. Mm-hmm. I just can I, I am not a fan of this for the right reasons. Like, <laughs> oh, so I thought you're, not, sounded- you're not a fan. Yeah. Okay. You're, no, you're, I'm huh? asking you. You're not a fan. I'm not. A, no, I. I don't think it's. This is kind of. It's so. It, it is one of those things like Showgirls. It's so bad. It's good. Yeah. Where I like it now for the wrong reasons. Where okay. I'm like, oof. But when I first watched it, I knew that there was no chance. That I mean, granted, the whole season she was in the bottom, mm-hmm. but you knew that there was no chance that Ro- they were going to be like, wow, Roxy really pulled out this last challenge, and we're going to well, get no. it. They even set it up in the show like that. Like, you were just really watching to go, like, well, how bad will it be? Right. And yeah. She, and she delivered. Okay, so- All right. Let's go. Let's, let's line by line. Here we go. Anderson, I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. What's- okay. It's such a basic white boy rap line. It's almost like the equivalent of, like, you know. My name I was walking is- down the street just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's one of those. My name is Joe, and I'm here to say I love RuPaul's Drag Race in a major way. Like, it's, like, so, like, run DMC, 1980s, um, like, white boy basic trying to be a rapper kind of line. Here we go. It's a bitch on season five. I'm gonna make it right. Give me a sewing challenge and I'll give you what you like. Was a bitch on season five. And I'm here, gonna make it right. I'm gonna make it right. Give me a sewing challenge and I'll give you what you like. Do you okay? Let me ask you this. 
she was definitely portrayed as a bitch on season five, right? Oh, for sure, yes. Okay. Which is so funny because it's not even the whole season. It's like a few episodes, a couple of episodes where she's portrayed as a bitch. But okay, right? But she's a bitch in season five, all right? She's here to make it right. Do you think she got the redemption in All-Stars 2? She got her personality redemption, but mm-hmm. for my own personal taste, and I said this on AfterBuzz at the time, she did not make me ever want to go to a Roxy Andrews show because I felt like everything that she was giving us in All-Stars 2 was it, it was poorly executed, and it just didn't make me excited for her as as a performer. So I think she got her redemption, like showing that she was the right, like she's a nice or she can be a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as a drag queen, I don't know if I'll ever go out of my way to see. I mean, that's changed. Obviously, you always have such strong opinions when the show first ends. Mm-hmm. And then, but now if I saw Roxy on a on the bill, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like if she happens to be there, but I don't think I'd, I. I mean, I don't follow her on Instagram or Twitter. Like I don't go out of my way to follow Roxy Andrews. But I think she got her redemption mm-hmm. of what she wanted as far as personality. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I think she, I think she got the redemption. I think, you know, it, if I were her, I would be pissed that they kept her around so long. I think that they artificially kept her around so long because a door quit. But, yeah. and so they needed someone to fill the body in the storyline. So they, they were probably like, okay, let's bring back Rulaska talks or Rulaska talks. So, because I think the longer she say, stayed, the more of a disservice it did. Because I feel the first few episodes out of the gate, she did do well. She won the first challenge. Yeah, that was a really good first challenge, the, yeah. the talent show. Yes, and she did a great job. And I feel maybe episodes two or three... No, they just snatched in the next one, and she was really bad, wasn't she? Yeah, I don't remember. She was... Um... Well, remember, wasn't she sabotaged by Fifi? She played of Alaska. <laughs> she did Alaska? Yeah. yeah it was and she didn't know anything about Alaska. Yeah, that was so weird. I, that was so weird. I forgot about that. I think I remember the time there was a character she wanted to do and the producer said no. Okay. And so she was sort of left high and dry a little bit. But in any way, and then I feel like she had a few good episodes where like, okay, but then it, it got to a point where you started to resent her because there were people who should have been there that went home. Agreed. Um, but it is smart for her to include that in her lyrics saying, was a bitch on season five, I'm going to make it right. Again, it's kind of showing that she knows her history and where she came from. All right. Yeah, there's modesty there. All yeah. right. But also she says, give me a sewing challenge and I'll show you what you like. Um, were there any sewing challenges in All Stars 2? I mean, it's you probably would have a better memory for it. but mm-hmm. I have the worst I, memory for that stuff. Okay. Well, I'm, maybe there was something. But yeah, I mean, it, she's she's speaking to her strengths, which... She can make a costume, which is awesome, or an outfit. Um, but again, it's just not these lyrics are not doing the reading. Mm-hmm. She's just she's kind of building herself up, but not in the fun way. It's like mm-hmm. a reality situation. Like <laughs> if you if you let me do what I'm good at doing, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no fun wordplay or anything in it, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, no fun wordplay at all. All right, let's move on. Here we go. I'm full of tricks, baby, just like on Halloween. A room full of monsters, and it makes me want to scream. What makes it good to break this down is she writes in couplets. So, uh-huh. like, you can do the two lines, and then she's going to want something else. It's not like she's, she's, in a, she's continuing thought. Right. I actually like this line. Okay. It's insulting the other girls, but it's in a funny, harmless kind of way. Room full of monsters, just like on Halloween. Wait, what is the line? I'm full of tricks, baby. 
Just like on Halloween, a room full of monsters, and it makes me want to scream. Okay, it's not a really right good rhyme, but it's a slant also, rhyme, yeah, yeah. But also, she—it's a really horribly written line. But it like the the imagery is so funny. It again, un, not everything I'm saying is ironically. It mm-hmm. the, the whole verse is written so poorly. Okay, yeah. but it's so iconic and just it's like if you're gonna write a shitty verse, you're gonna put in Halloween. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is that it almost feels like it was written by somebody much younger because there's nothing edgy about these words or these lyrics or there's no, there's nothing really that's wordplay. Like what I'm saying, like there's no cleverness to it. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's literally like, you're right. It's written like a 14 year old. Yeah. Like I would, even if you're going to go to Halloween, instead of saying Halloween, like I'm full of tricks, baby, time to give you, um, time to give you a treat, like beating these bitches down would be such a feat or like just anything that if you want to go like trick or treat, maybe make it like a little bit more of a harder hit or something. I don't know. But she says room full of monsters and it makes me want to scream. I mean, is she talking about the other contestants? I guess. Right. So yeah. Okay. But she's full of tricks, baby. By the way, she's done no tricks. (laughs) I'm full of tricks. I'm full of tricks, baby. Just like on Halloween. (laughs) All right. I do. Okay. The more I'm listening to this, the more I'm really following that. It's like iconic. Oh, it's so iconic. It's so iconic. You're hearing, listeners, you're hearing me change my entire view on the world right now. Have you ever watched the live performances? Because I don't know why, I guess, I don't know why Roxy doesn't go on the road as much, but there's a bunch of live performances people have uh, taped. And it's like Detox Alaska and Katya. And they'll all do it. They love they love that verse too. I mean right. they just love that verse as well. Alright, here we go. I have to get us right so you don't waste your time. Not like my comedy. I'm killing on this rhyme. Okay. Okay. I have to do this right so you don't waste your time. Not like my comedy. I'm killing on this rhyme. Your thoughts on this? So this was, I'm trying to remember the comedy challenge because she's obviously hearkening back to something. Was this, was there a roast? Or this was the, when Alaska and Alyssa were paired up and they're like, ooh, burn, right? Wasn't there a comedy challenge in All Stars that she just did very poorly on? Was there? Hold on, let me see what the, I don't think there was a roast that year. Okay, maybe not. I, it, there wasn't a roast, but there was a there was a thing where they worked in pairs when they were deciding the winning the queen who was going to come back, and that was when Alyssa and Tatiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then she played. She played. She brought back Tasha Salad. Right. Yes. Yes. She did. She brought back Tasha Salad. Hold on for a second. Let's see the episode list. Uh, let's see here. So All Star Snatching, Her Story of the World, Drag Movie Sequels, Revenge of the Queens, Drag Fish Tank, Family That Drags Together. Okay, so Dr- Revenge of the Queens. What, perform a live stand-up comedy act in front of an audience of drag queens. Yes, episode yeah. five. Um, all right. So, so yes. And um, Alyssa and Tatiana won. Yeah, that, that's what I remember is that they, because – Alaska was paired up with Alyssa and was they were doing that thing where they were just kind of throwing back and forth to each other. I remember that being really great. Oh my god, I have no memory of this episode whatsoever. That's okay. Sad. Yeah. Um, okay, but <laughs> it's very sad. I'm uh, like, whoa, there was an episode like that. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I know. It's you should. I, I need to go back and rewatch All Stars too. But okay, so I have to get this right so you so you don't waste your time. Isn't this? I have to get this right so I don't waste my time. 
So I'm not wasting my time. Well, I, I have know, to I guess get it could this right way. so I don't waste your time. I think she said, okay, she has to get it right so that you're not wasting your time listening to the song. Yeah. But then she, again, <laughs> she doesn't hype herself up really in this. She's like, oh, I'm good at sewing. But unlike my comedy, she disses herself again. I'm killing on this rhyme, which is patently false. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How dare she lie to us right in a lyric like that? <laughs> I do like that she acknowledges kind of the weaknesses. I always like a queen who's able to, or not even a queen, just a person who can quickly take something that they know that they failed at or didn't do as well on Mm -hmm. and just say like, acknowledge that. And then move, we're moving past that. Now I'm going to let you, I'm going to be known for something else other than that. So I think that's a pretty strong lyric. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at this stage, what we're seeing is a person who knew they weren't going to win, but they have to contractually fill out this obligation. So like, I don't know, and she was already struggling. I mean, she yeah. rhymed, she she said she's killing on the on on the rhyme, and then she rhymes it with the word time. You know, like she's the most basic rhyme of all time. Rhyme, so you don't waste your time. Because yeah. in other words, you you hit on the fact you hit the fact that it doesn't make any sense, so you don't waste your time. And then she uses that to rhyme to say she's killing on this rhyme. Yeah. I don't know. Here we go. Now we now we're going to the best part of the verse. Let's oh, this about, is so bad. Okay, yeah, here we go. Gonna show you what I can do. You're going crazy and see into. I'm gonna show you what I can do. You're going crazy and seeing too. What the fuck does that mean? I I almost think it's like you're going crazy. Like you're you can't even comprehend what I'm doing. You're gonna see double of what's going on. But it doesn't. I don't know. It's not good. You're going crazy. Wait, I'm going to show you what I can do. You're going crazy and seen too. Maybe the rest of this illustrates what she's talking about. Here we go. It's not my fault. You can't blame my game. All these other hoes, but they're all the same. Wait, what are the actual lines? Because it doesn't really make any sense. It's not my fault. You can't blame my game. All these other hoes, but they're all the same. What is that? That last line makes no sense. Okay, the first part makes sense in that it's a sentence, even though it's bad. Wait, what is that line again, the first line? It's not my fault. You can't blame my game. It's not my fault. What's not her fault? I don't know. That you're going crazy and seeing two of her? (laughs) But she just said, wait, hold on. I want to go back to that. I'm going to go back here. Because she said, I'm going to show you what I can do. You're going crazy and seeing two, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going crazy and you're seeing two, it's completely your fault because you're so good. Then she goes, then you can't blame me or don't bl- What did she say? It's not my fault. Yeah, you can't blame my game. You all these other hoes, but they're all the same. What? That doesn't make any sense. All these, then the rest of it, so that's a sentence right there. All these other hoes, but they're all the same. Yeah. Yeah, that it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. I mean, I understand this is like a this is a thing that people latched onto because it is so 
it be, it becomes like a this is a moment mm-hmm. and people are just going to be like, oh, okay, it wasn't good. And it just doesn't go away in the history because people love to pick on the things that are just awful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But overall, I mean, it, it's funny that they put, why do you, do you under, do you know the order as like to why do they put them in this order? Do you know anything about that? Well, I mean, that's a question for your friend. I would venture to guess that they just tried to bury um, Roxy. Yeah. You know? So they put, I I feel they put Alaska up first because it's strong. They put Detox second because she's strongest. So it builds up. Then Mm -hmm. Katya's a nice little come down. And then Roxy's just the worst. You're just going to bury that. Or maybe they're like, go ahead. I, I, uh, they're just like, let's get, let's just throw this in because we have to. (laughs) But that would be a good question for your pal. Yeah. Master DJ Ellis Maya. Ellis Maya. Mm -hmm. I, I think I saw him, right? Like a heavy set Latino guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, and uh, that would be a good question for him. Why they put rock? Because you can tell he's doing all his producer tricks to bury her vocal, like, like, uh, yeah, like they're doing everything they can to just hide her in the mix. Yeah, can I ask you a gen- like? Is there anything else that you want to say about Roxy's? No, it's brilliant. What I want to say? Okay, <laughs> it's iconic. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, um, she'll go down in his in history as the best lyricist. Okay, so overall. T- did you like this challenge? Like, cause this was kind of the first time we had seen it at the, the uh, finale for season eight and mm-hmm. seven, I think where they had them perform to a song that they wrote for the queen. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the first time that we really saw them perform, act out, write their own lyrics, do the podcast. Like this was kind of that all encompassing finale, which I really, really, really liked. So repeat your question. Okay. So I'm going to change it actually, okay. because we've seen this happen in, in future seasons, season nine, All Stars three, they had to write lyrics for their own character. Do mm-hmm. you like that? Do you like hearing what they have to say about other people and seeing kind of the wittiness of these queens? Well, they've never had them do a challenge like this because Kitty Girl is just them talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh... what about category is though? Because that was just category is, and then they had Sasha, Shay, Peppermint, and Trinity all do theirs. You know what? I haven't listened in a long time because it, for a long time it wasn't available. Now it's finally available uh, on uh, to, to buy and download and stuff like that. But it wasn't like literally they just released it like a month ago. Like okay. you couldn't even get it if you wanted to. And so I haven't seen it or heard it since then. So I don't remember. Okay. I mean, if this one goes well, if people like it, maybe we can look at that one next because that's another one that I think did a really good job with these with these queens writing their lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So, um, any other thoughts on the, oh, so your question to me was like, so I, I feel, you know, I think it goes back to the question of that All-Stars 2 was just this weird unicorn where you had, maybe because they'd waited a long time since All-Stars 1 and they redid the format, but it was just an iconic, it's probably up there with season six is one of the best seasons ever on the show. And so I think it's a combination of great casting, very talented queens, really good writing, everything was new, it felt fresh. And so I don't know if you'd see anything like that again. And, and now they're trying, it feels like they're trying to, you know, recreate the magic and it's really, really hard. Because, I agree. Because they're doing All-Stars every year. And even though this new cast that's coming up for All-Stars 4 is a very talented cast, it's more of a look cast and not necessarily a talent cast. 
So I, I think your question was kind of like, could they do this again or, or how? Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think they're going to continue on with this format? I think they like it because what happens every so often they hit big. It feels like the All Stars ones are stronger. So like, I actually really do like Kitty Girl. And um, that one more, though, as a production number. It's a better production. This one, I remember the choreography being, like, good choreography, but it was just, like, a really low-key production. Where Kitty Girl, they went all out. And yeah. it's a good song. And, the lyric, again, the, the final four were really strong. So mm-hmm. um, it was a good number. But then, you, but then I just recently listened to – I'm going to play it, actually, because it's so – I think it's so bad. I don't remember the one from season nine. Maybe we'll, I'll find it. We'll play a little bit of that. But this American from um, – I am America, America. And just listen to, listen to Aquarius' verse. Okay. It, it, it comes I haven't listened soon. to this in a really long time. Here we go. She comes in pretty soon. Let's just hit that lock for you. They don't have the long intro I did last night. Here it comes. Bonjour. Curtains up with the lights flashing bright. The number one show stopping diva here for your delight. Life, liberty, and me. Serving face and dress to the nines. Come on, give me my encore, baby. It's showtime. Turning looks, stunting pretty. I'm the bitch from New York City. Playing at the parties and I know that I am carrying. I might be an Aquarian, but... I am American, American. So, like... You like that one? That's the strongest lyric, I think, in the whole thing. I, I really don't remember the other queens. For, American is probably one of my the one of the least ones that I've listened to mm-hmm. compared to Categorias and Reg, Regirochu. Oh, so you listen to the Categorias one? Yeah, I do. I like Categorias. I literally but have I not listened since it came out. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember. I kind of remember that you didn't like categories. I don't like the song even. That's the problem. Okay. So I don't even like the song category because it's not really a song. It's more like a a weird sort of like skit, right? Yeah. I do hope that they continue on with this because each season we've kind of see it grow. Where on this one, all of them were on the stage and doing stuff in the background while the main one was doing their piece in yeah. season nine. The other contestants were off the stage and they had kind of fun introductions in. Like Sasha, this is the one where Sasha climbs out of the stage. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then obviously All Stars 3, we had the live, you know, like the uncut, whatever, which I think there was cuts in there. Yeah. <laughs> but then American, we kind of went into this big group number where it was not on the stage anymore. It, I feel like it's just continuously growing. Yeah. And I think we are going to keep this format, which is fun because it really puts it on that challenger or on the contestant to really rise to the challenge and write something according to the the challenge and it shows that you can be creative and then you're actually getting a song out of it which is really fun yeah uh let me listen to a little bit of category is here we go okay category is, is bring it to the runway category is stars, stars statements, statements and legends, and legends. Tens, tens, tens 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 across, the board. Across, the, board. across the board pull that pose, pose, pose for me, for me. dj start the music Sugary sweet infection, battery teeth, spicy red hot chocolate tea. I'm minty fresh, but it ain't for free. Legendary queen from NYC, sassy, never shady, classy, but I can still take it to the street. So you know you better never try to come for me. Season nine, out the gate, finish line, no time to wait. Turn clean down, woman, free to go. I'm bitches out like Domino. Such a shade turns blue. Trinity crazy, but off the hook. But the number one queen is P E P E R, bitch. You know the rest. Okay, you're, I mean, we're not going to deconstruct it, but what are your, what were your thoughts on Peppermint's verse? I, I think it's excellent. 
I, I really, I, I, I really could talk about. I love deconstructing these songs because I think that they put so much into it, and it really shows a strong competitor who can ride that fine line of. It's kind of like an Alaska where she's able to read somebody, but still compliment them in a way where she's saying like, I'm going to take you down because you're so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like I have this power that I can read you down, but then I'm I'm also complimenting and insulting at the same time. And I think mm-hmm. Peppermint does that in her verse against all of her queens. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun challenge. I like it. So if, if people like this, maybe they can tell us which one they want us to do. Yeah, look, I don't mind every, you know, occasionally. There's not that many of these songs, breaking down no, these songs. So, um, all right, well, let's actually uh, wrap that up. I don't know if I necessarily feel that way about Category Is. So that might make Category Is a very fun one to do, because I'll be like, ugh. You know? <laughs> okay, all right. But, um, but uh, guys, thank you once again. Hashtag thank you, patrons. Uh, this is a very special surprise episode we are dropping today on uh, November 19th, Monday. Thank you very much for supporting us. Very Thank you very much for being there for us, for giving your hard-earned money that allows us to provide content like this, content that we love bringing you. And look, look, there's no better time to do it than right before the premiere of All Stars 4 of RuPaul's Drag Race. JLs, any la- Oh, JLs, where can we find you? On Instagram at don't underscore be underscore jealous and then Twitter at still underscore jealous. And that's yeah. J-E-L-L-I-S. <laughs> that's right. And if Ding. you're, yeah, th- Thirst Trap J. Ellis, you can, you really got to follow him on this Instagram if you want to see all the drag, what other drag race queens go crazy over you? What do you mean what other ones? Well, wasn't uh, Pandora was all into you, right? And then uh, Darian Lake. <laughs> there is a Reddit thing where um, it was, it's actually really funny because somebody said I was posting my interviews from drag can yeah. of 2017 there. And they said, every queen that you interview talks about how they want to have sex with you or, or says Is that, that you're true? cute. What else do you want in life? Um, if you look at my, on, on, and besides that, if you look at my interviews with Darian Lake and Miss, Mrs. Kasha Davis, uh-huh. they are outstanding. They're really funny. Trinity Taylor's came out really good. Trixie. They're all up on YouTube. I really encourage you guys to look at them because the Queens are really fun and funny, but yeah, they're, they're all, they're all really nice to me. All right. Well, on that note, uh, why don't, I'll play this out with category as your favorite number. Run, run, oh. run, run, uh, we will see you uh, with our regular shows this week, guys. Thank you. Bring it to the runway. Runway. Run, 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 runway. Bring it to the runway. Bring it to the runway. Bring it to the, bring it to the, bring it to the runway.